Welcome to OR Insights, a podcast from Baxter Advanced Surgery that explores important questions in surgery today. I am your host, Dr. Harrison Lewis. In each episode, we go into the operating room with a leading surgeon for a conversation about their practice and their experience in making critical clinical decisions in real time. Today, we want to answer the question, how do we prevent abdominal adhesions? For that, I'm joined by the esteemed Dr. Stephen Wexner, Director of the Digestive Disease Center and Chairman of the Department of Colorectal Surgery at Cleveland Clinic, Florida. Dr. Wexner, we are very excited to have you here today. Thank you very much, Dr. Lewis. I'm pleased to be here with you today. I, I appreciate the invitation. Uh, prior to beginning, I'd like to go over the disclosures before we can have our conversation. Uh, firstly, I have received honoraria from Baxter, I, I, although I have no conflicts of interest relevant to the contents of this particular podcast. And furthermore, I am solely and independently answering the questions in the podcast. That is great. So let's get started. Can you tell us why it is important to address this topic? There are many reasons uh, why it's important to discuss adhesions. Adhesions have many consequences, some of which are directly to the patient, which could be pain, which could be morbidity at subsequent surgeries, prolonged hospitalization, disability time off of work, but also are problematic to the system, such as increased cost because of those surgeries, those subsequent surgeries are longer, are more complex, do result in higher rates of complications. Uh, so, so there's a societal impact as well, and a financial cost, uh, as well as a medical cost. What a great summary of the impact of abdominal adhesions to patients and the healthcare system. Can you give us an overview of the pathophysiology of abdominal adhesions? It's a very complicated uh, inflammatory cascade, uh, which as a surgeon, I won't profess to be an expert at the molecular level. However, it all stems from the inflammatory cascade, the inflammatory response. So when we as surgeons manipulate tissue, adhesions may be caused because of that very manipulation. So in trying to solve one problem, for example, resector cancer or remove diverticulitis, we're handling tissue and in doing so, causing little bits of trauma, even if it's minuscule, it can result in activation of the inflammatory cascade, which ultimately may have as its endpoint adhesions being formed. There are things other than surgery, of course, that, that can cause adhesions. Some people have congenital adhesions, uh, but most commonly adhesions tend to be iatrogenic or from inflammation outside of surgery, for example, diverticulitis or inflammatory bowel disease through that same mechanism, through the inflammatory cascade. So it, it's something that we need to strive to minimize as we handle tissue and therefore minimize our handling of tissue. And we've learned many lessons over the years in, in terms of how we can do that uh, successfully to, to, to try to minimize uh, tissue manipulation. Thank you for providing such a detailed insight, Dr. Wexner. Can you discuss more about the financial and economic impact of ad surgical adhesions? Sure. And much of that impact is related to the incidence of adhesions after surgery. 
back in the day prior to the early 1990s, when all surgeries, at least in general and colorectal surgery, were performed through laparotomy, um, anywhere from 50 to 100% of patients would develop adhesions. And, and one of the operations that I most frequently do in my practice, restorative proctocolectomy or J-pouch surgery for ulcerative colitis, melilatinomatous polyposis, would result, according to a variety of studies, in, in 90 or more percent of patients having adhesions post-op. So that incidence drives much of the cost. Um, there are adhesions that I don't per se deal with, which are in, in the realm of gynecology and obstetrics, and those adhesions have their own sets of problems relative to fertility and, and other things, which further add to the cost. So when you look at things like bowel obstruction from adhesions, uh, prolonged surgery when one has to go back after that index operation and lice adhesions before being able to do the subsequent operation, problems from lysing those adhesions like, for example, a seromyotomy, enterotomy, uh, post-operative infection, uh, unfortunately, once in a rare while, intracutaneous fistulas. When you put all of that together, economic impacts have been stated as in the billions, not millions, but billions. Uh, and there are various numbers of billions in the estimate, not just in this country, but also NHS data in, in the UK, because there are hundreds of thousands of operations performed annually to divide adhesions from prior surgery. And the majority of small bowel obstructions operated on are operated on because of adhesions from prior surgery. That is fantastic information. We certainly have a greater understanding of the impact of adhesions, uh, both clinically and economically now. Can you now discuss what pa patient populations are most at risk for developing post-operative adhesions? Surely. First and, and, and foremost, Dr. Lewis, you have patients in whom a laparotomy is performed. And there are parts of the world and even parts of, of the USA where laparotomy is still rather common. Uh, and those large incisions do predispose to more adhesions than do the laparoscopic, robotic, minimally invasive procedures uh, for several reasons. Number one, the incision is bigger. Therefore, there's a larger traumatized surface in which the inflammatory response, the inflammatory cascade is gonna be activated and therefore more raw tissue surface, surface to which things will stick. Um, secondly, during a laparotomy, one tends to handle the bowel and the uh, peritoneum. So both the uh, visceral and parietal peritoneum are handled, uh, whether by gloves. I mean, thankfully we no longer use talc on gloves, which was a major cause uh, of adhesions in the past but people will still use laparotomy pads, towels, other things, all of which predispose to adhesion uh, formation. So the number one thing for causing adhesions is us as surgeons. And, and we can take efforts to minimize, which, which I hope we'll, we'll get to chat about. Uh, this, the second group of patients in whom adhesions are, are more likely are the patients who already have adhesions from pre-existing problems before we operate. So even if we're operating in a laparoscopic or robotic or other minimally invasive fashion, if somebody had diverticulitis and adhesions formed to wall off that inflammatory process, for example, that patient is gonna be at higher risk because we have to first perform adhesiolysis before we can go and resect the diverticular phlegmon. So, so those groups are certainly at the top of the list. 
Wow. So what are some of the measures that a surgeon can deploy to reduce adhesion formation specifically? Yeah, so one I mentioned already, and that's avoiding manipulation. And the second I mentioned is avoiding large incisions. And so the common way of doing things there is to avoid both of those etiologies of adhesions is to perform a minimally invasive operation uh, with carbon dioxide, pneumoperitoneum, insufflation. Perhaps there's some evidence here and there of humidified uh, air uh, rather than non-humidified air, but that somewhat debatable. The important thing is not to have a large incision and, and, and one or more hands in the abdomen and to offer instead fine manipulation with tissue. Second is that blood causes inflammation. So trying to perform as bloodless surgery as possible, which means meticulous technique, staying in the appropriate tissue planes that one doesn't need to rely upon uh, excessive amounts of diathermy or ultrasonic energy or, or suture material or other things to obtain hemostasis. So uh, avoiding big incisions, avoiding hands, meticulous uh, surgical technique are, are all very important. You want to minimize any desiccation of the bowel. You don't want it to dry out because that will certainly uh, cause adhesions as well. You don't want um, foreign bodies uh, because uh, they're going to cause uh, fibrinogenic uh, materials. Um, personally, I don't close the parietal peritoneum if I was to do a laparotomy. There's some evidence that that, that maneuver uh, might be another etiology uh, of adhesions. So, I mean, th these are some of the main steps. And I think in this day and age, minimally invasive surgery is probably the most frequently employed um, tool in, in our armamentarium to, to try to uh, avoid adhesions. Great. Now, going beyond adjusting surgical technique, what additional measures can be deployed to reduce abdominal heat adhesions? And, and what I'm uh, asking about um, are physical barriers that you might employ. Well, there's one physical barrier, which I was very uh, pleased to have been uh, on the initial group of, of surgeons to help develop it and perform a, a randomized controlled uh, trial uh, back in the mid-1990s, I suppose, uh, where it was a, a combination of carboxymethylcellulose and hyaluronic acid. Um, and uh, we had a randomized controlled trial where we looked at patients who were undergoing that operation that I perhaps most frequently perform in my practice, J-Pouch surgery. Uh, and that's a two-stage operation, occasionally three stages. But in any event, the last stage is ileostomy closure, whether it's a two or three-stage procedure. So that model afforded us the opportunity after the ileostomy closed and reduced into the abdomen to put in a camera and look in great adhesions. Granted, those were laparotomies. They were not laparoscopic procedures. Uh, but we did find with that particular physical barrier that we were able to reduce the uh, incidence of adhesions to the site of application, the midline incision, uh, by probably the largest p-value I've seen in any study in which I've participated. There are lots of zeros in that p-value because there was a, uh, a significant reduction in adhesions, as well as not only the incidence of adhesions, the extent of adhesions, and also uh, the severity of adhesions. They tended to be in the control group, um, thick, tenacious adhesions, what we would call grade three. And in the uh, treatment arm with the carboxymethylcellulose hyaluronic acid, uh, 
tended to be more filmy adhesions that are more easily uh, dealt with, with with less potential trauma to the bowel. So very salutary effect. And, and ever since uh, that trial concluded and FDA approval uh, was granted, um, I routinely use that material in laparotomy because of the results of that trial. I don't use any other substance. There have been others that have come and gone. Um, I've not personally um, employed any of them uh, other than the one that uh, in our trial we, we proved uh, quite efficacious. Although I might add that in multiple follow-up trials, in all fairness, we never did prove that the incidence of uh, subsequent bowel obstruction and or surgery for bowel obstruction was necessary. And again, to be fully transparent, um, there was one subsequent study that um, intimated potentially that it, that substance should not be put directly in contact with anastomoses. Uh, although arguably in animal models we did, um, it was not a problem. But nonetheless, with that caveat, that's what I use and that's why I use it. Dr. Wexner, can you give us some ideas or areas in surgery that you would recommend using a physical barrier to prevent adhesions? Yeah, well, I don't want to make any recommendations, Dr. Lewis, if that's okay with you. Just um, I, I am a, a paid consultant for, for Baxter, um, but I will state what I do in my own practice. Uh, and in my own practice, which um, has entailed uh, routinely using uh, the sodium hyaluronate and, and uh, carboxymethylcellulose for, for decades before I was a paid consultant for Baxter, is because of the results not only from our randomized control trial and multiple subsequent registry studies and animal studies that we did, and another uh, multi-center randomized control trial of, of ileostomy closure where we randomized amongst uh, application under the incision, under the incision plus around the ileostomy and a control group. So lots of scientific data on, on which I base my use uh, of it. And based upon that use and all of those studies, I use it whenever I'm performing a laparotomy. I think if I'm making an incision, I have enough evidence uh, from all the studies in which I've participated for almost 30 years now uh, to show that I'm reducing adhesions. And although I may not be reducing the incidence of, of bowel obstruction uh, and the incident and or the incidence of surgery for bowel obstruction, I'm reducing adhesions based upon the data. Those data would also then feed into the fact that when a patient might need a subsequent operation for something else, not for bowel obstruction, but because they need uh, their another part of their colon removed, they need a hysterectomy, whatever it is they happen to need for surgery, they are not going to require, statistically, they're not going to be as likely to require hesiolysis during that subsequent procedure. And, and that becomes a savings to the patient in terms of potential morbidity, uh, length of ileus, length of hospitalization, amount of post-op pain, and, and cost to the system. So I know that's a patient. They've already had a laparotomy. I'm doing another laparotomy on the patient. There is setup for some subsequent surgery, and I would like to take every opportunity I can to try to reduce the extent and severity uh, of adhesions as best I can. So, so that's the prime setting. Um, to my knowledge, I do not have any way to um, apply any adhesion barrier in a minimally invasive setting. 
true minimally invasive. I, I suppose if I did hand assisted surgery, which I don't, I could probably figure it out, but I don't. So it's only laparotomies. With that said, do you think that preventing adhesions has a role in enhanced recovery after surgery protocols in hospitals since you've indicated that uh, subsequent surgeries can prolong OR time and increase cost? It's an excellent question, Dr. Lewis. And I, and I think although uh, prevention of adhesions isn't per se part of an enhanced recovery after surgery protocol, which I do practice, um, they're related because the inflammation which causes adhesions is the same inflammation that causes pain, right? Your, your, uh, the inflammatory cascade is, is activated and that same cascade can activate nociceptors, pain receptors, and cause the patient to need more opiates, less ambulation, and therefore slow the hospital stay. So I think they're definitely related. Not that they've already formed adhesions on day two. They may be forming adhesions on day two. So it's not the adhesions per se, but it's the mechanism that's causing adhesions that may also be prolonging hospital stay. Thank you again, Dr. Wexner, for answering the question, how do we prevent abdominal adhesions? And for those of you listening, if you would like more information on Baxter's advanced surgery products, please visit www.advancedsurgery.baxter.com or contact your local sales professional.